Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 233. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prilliman, and I am joined this evening, afternoon, morning, drive to work, shower, <laughs> break, uh, by with Brogan King. <laughs> any of those times, yeah, I am here times. at all of them. Yep. Uh, so today, tonight, this afternoon, this weekend, whenever you're listening to us, we are going to be talking about... Uh, Another large announcement in the <laughs> Magic community. Um, they apparently have completely flipped the table on how uh, upper-tier organized play works. They've bulldozed it clear, and they're building uh, a new structure. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that structure and what we believe it means for judges. And And that's, obviously, we do not have all the answers to what exactly the situations are behind some of the obviously we are still lacking details but we can we can speculate we're going to infer we can a infer lot. we're going to infer so um, uh this episode is probably going to be a little bit shorter uh last week there was we had a rather lengthy episode so this one we're going to we're going to try and pare it down a little bit but uh we're going to continue on and plow through and what do we got all right. So, um, the basic highlights are, um, there's no longer one single mythic championship event and then also some mythic invitational event. There's, there's avenues that, uh, you can compete with for, through tabletop and avenues that you can compete with through arena. And both of those feed into the world championship. Um, the Magic Pro League still exists in a similar capacity. Um, and in order to qualify for the Magic Pro League, you need to have first be qualify for Rivals League and go through a bunch of stuff within Rivals League to qualify for the MPL. Do you do you have to live in Ixalan to qualify <laughs> for the Rivals League? Yeah, it's the Rivals of Ixalan League, and I I am really glad that this didn't come out slightly closer to. Um, rivals coming out because otherwise like i'd be like okay this is the rivals league and the next next set is is or the next league is whatever the next set is like <laughs> i would i would feel like Whittling it would want to rotate together yeah all right so w what is oh, oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you you had a rhythm going uh no that's okay um so um we're not going to go too much into talking about um how you qualify for things via Magic Arena, um, because we don't know what judging is going to look like for Magic Arena, and if that's go if judges will have a hand in that at all. Um, but well, if if you're playing if you're playing from your home, probably not a whole lot. But if you're coming to a place and gathering together, uh, obviously there's going to be, need to be pairings. There's going to need to be you know, ways ways to communicate with your opponent. There's going to be bugs uh, where we're going to need to figure out what to do as a result of the software errors. So there will be judges in some form or capacity during these during these events. Uh, we just don't exactly know what that's going to look like yet. Yep. So we want to we want to get our hand in that cookie jar. Um. So uh, for paper tabletop magic. Um, everything is funneling to the Players Tour, 
before it hits the world championship. Um, so the players tour is the closest analogy, uh, analogy we have to the current mythic championship. Um, wait, you mean the pro? I do mean the PT, the pro tour, except it's the players tour. And I actually think that, um, what will be closer to the pro tour experience now will be the players tour finals. Um, so each year-long season, there will be um, three or nine players tour events. Um, three in nine. each, right? Cool. Three in each region. Um, so Americas, Europe, and Asia Pacific, and then each instance of regional um, players tours, there will be one uh, players tour finals. Uh, that you qualify for through doing well in the um, players tour or by doing well in a previous players tour final or being in the MPL or winning a Grand Prix. Or, yeah, uh, <laughs> this, this is, this is, uh, okay, so when this announcement hit, what is it, on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to read this article on a mobile device, it was... Like, all the exceptions and paths and, you know, oh, the the first through twelfth ranked digital of this and the one yep. through twelfth ranked that and the bottom of this other thing. And all these brackets. And all these brackets. And it was like, I need, I got to this and I was just like, I've never seen a TLDR need a TLDR before. Um, yep. But this was... This is this is pretty cool. This looks really really cool. So you've got the the player tours final. You've got the 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 three so three times a year. Uh, so every four months roughly, you're going to have a players tour. Uh, Americas, Europe, Asia Pacific. Each region is, will have their regional players tour. Yep, and those three events are going to feed the player tour final, and the player tour final is going to feed into the world championship along with the whole arena path. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, when I was looking, uh, these player tour events are looking to be about 400 to 500 players. Yep. Um, the, in the U S I believe that the U S one is expected to be around the Americas one is expected to be around 500. The Europe one is expected to be around 400 and the Asia Pacific one is expected to be about 250. I'm pretty sure. Give me one second. Uh, that, oh, my numbers were. Exactly correct. I'm really proud of that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah, um, America's roughly 500 people. Europe roughly 400 people. Asia Pacific roughly 250. Um, and then roughly 120 people are expected to be playing in each uh, players' tour finals. Um, right. So that means that that these events are a little bit smaller than into each individually are going to be smaller than the average pro tour slash mythic championship currently, but there's also nine of them instead of four ish of them. Well, I don't know. 500, 500 players for the Americas seems that's, that's on par with how many people we've been having at mythic championships. Right. They're, they, they've been around 500 people. 
Yeah, and it, it seems weird. Like I still want to call them pro. Like I haven't completely gotten used to the idea of calling them mythic championships. I still want to call them pro tours. I know it has. So when when you call it a mythic championship, I have to stop and go like, but wait, it's kind of the same, right? So I I have had to get really used to it because of um, uh, being there and having to yeah to be on brand. Be on brand. So. Now this this upper level play now you can qualify for these tiers uh through winning qualifier events that we'll talk about in just in just a little bit but they also uh the the players pro tour final you can get in there from winning a GP or being in the Magic Player League the MPL and they created a something new called the Rivals League. Uh the Rivals League is what feeds into the MPL, um, and you have to have been in the MPL, or I've been in the Rivals League in order to qualify for the MPL. Um, and I think I think that having to sort of go from one into the other is going to to both cause. I think is going to be good because there will be less subjectivity into deciding who is in the MPL. And I know a lot of people had a lot of questions about why is this person in the MPL? Um, and now there's some definitive stuff you can look at on the flip side of that. There's a lot of people who are concerned about, well, I can have just a perfect year. I can win five grand prix and I can do all this and I wouldn't be in the MPL. And for me, I think it makes I think that makes sense in that you need to sort of have that you have to have the you have to run good for a while. You know, you have to have consistency in in continuing to play well in order to to move up, you know? Yeah. Uh I think I saw a tweet that said that they might be looking in a way to to address, you know, and I'll, and maybe allow for like someone with the with the with the run goods, but overall one of the big complaints with the MPL was, or one of the big complaints, there were several, um, lack of transparency with regard to who all was in it, because there seemed to be these discretionary spots that just seemed to be like, if you were popular mm -hmm. in the right way, <laughs> mm -hmm. you'd get, you'd get on the MPL. Um, there didn't seem to be a clear path for rotation. Okay. Cause that, that actually is like getting a list of of a certain number of players and then having that list be static isn't great for encouraging people to go after that because right. this is what, this is what to shoot for, but how do I get that? Right. If, if I got to wait until, if I got to wait until someone uh, commits a horrible offense in order to get a spot on the MPL, uh, that's going to be a problem. So, what they've done is they've created a system where that that has some churn in it where people at the bottom of the MPL have to compete in this this other um uh the rivals gauntlet the or, rivals gauntlet right yeah. so rivals and or like sorry the people. the MPL gauntlet yes yep um and they have to they have to compete and kind of re-earn their spot back yeah, and, and not actually that because the top, you know, the 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 top players in the MPL are kind of earning their spot. That's why they're still in the top. But it is kind of set up to to have some some churn, so people can come in and come out of the rivals league, and there's there's appearance fees and stuff like that involved. So 
it really shows that Wizards at least was listening to the complaints, or not necessarily complaints, we'll say the feedback with the regard feedback. to, yes, uh, with the top-level play. So there are, in the MPL, there's, there used to be, what, like 36 or something players? Now there's going to be 24? Uh, I can get that one moment. Or I think it went down to 20. The, uh, the Rivals League is going to be 46 players. And that's the one that's going to have the discretionary spots. So there's not going to be any discretionary spots in the MPL, which I think's good. Mm-hmm. Because it did, it did, it did feel kind of weird when it's like people are like struggling and striving and trying to get into the top, and then someone's a you know a, a Hearthstone streamer or something like that, and just gets in. I don't want to say as a free pass because they're obviously streaming Hearthstone and they're doing a lot of a lot of work on that side. They're they're still doing work. They're still yeah, they're still doing work. They're just not doing the kind of work that I care about. Uh, the MPL is currently 32 players. Okay. Um, so there's going to be some churn there. Uh, also, uh, and so those players are going to be able to play into the the, the player tour finals. Also, uh, GPs, uh, the winner of each GP is going to be able to go to not only play in the players tour for America, Europe, or Asia Pacific, but also play in the players tour finals. Yep, if you if you win a Grand Prix, you are automatically qualified for um, the Players Tour and the Players Tour Final for that period of time. Um, additionally, um, I don't I don't think we explicitly stated how the um, the regions worked. You can qualify in another region, um, but you can only play in one Players Tour per round of players tours. So I can't play in the US one. I can't play in the Americas one and play in the Europe one. But if I'm qualified for the players tour and for the players tour final, I can play both. All right. So we so the the player tour finals are going to be kind of like day 2 of a mythic championship or a old pro tour. Mhm. Mm the players' tours are going to be now. This is kind of interesting because they're regionals, they're or because they're broken up by regions. They're kind of like day one of a pro tour slash kind of like nationals. Yeah, uh, I I can't speak to exactly what the vibe of the event is going to be because it'll because it is something that, like that you that you have to to qualify for. So it has that that feeling of of. I a slightly higher tier of play, um, but it is still larger. Yeah. So so now, so yeah, something like a day two makes sense. So now to qualify for the players tours, there are five <laughs> different ways to qualify for this thing event event wise. Uh, it right? is more than that. It's more oh, than of, that. event wise. Uh, yeah. Uh, previous players tour, Grand Prix, the yeah okay that is five. You're right. Yep. I was I was I was also thinking about like there's MTGO qualifiers, which yep. is distinct from arena qualifiers, and and also all the uh well you qualify from previous players tours, all of the MPL, yep. all of the Rivals League. So well, this this is this is the part that. I think justifies this. This part that we're getting into right now is what justifies the judge 
podcast <laughs> doing an episode on the OP changes. And that's the whole nitty-gritty down at the at the grassroots level uh players I almost called it the Pro Tour. Players <laughs> tour qualification uh stuff. Yep. Okay, and why why I'm pretty excited about this. So the the year long season's gonna have three three players tour three player tours per region. Okay, so uh, the year long season is gonna have yeah, three player yep. tour sorry, I thought you were Yes, you're correct. Ignore per, me. Per per year per region. So that's nine total. Mm-hmm. So currently, from a judge standpoint, we have approximately uh four mythic championship size events in in a year. Now we're gonna have nine. Okay, cool. Yep. Um uh so then to feed these events, we have a whole mess of these qualifying events. Yeah, there there's um, there's going to be more invites given out as well. Um right. just because we're gonna have more events. So not only are there more ways to get in, more of uh, invites available, but there's a lot more of stuff feeding into that. Yep. So let's let's I guess do you want to do you want to go in in ascending order of interest to judges? Uh, starting with the least interesting to judges. Yes, let's start. Let's start with the least interesting to judges. Uh, so, uh, what would that be to get into the players tour? The least interesting to judges. Yeah. Uh, discretionary invites. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> if you mean if you mean events, I'm in events, but <laughs> discretionary <laughs> probably is, is even less interesting. Uh, event like, wise, uh, yeah, I the, would the, say the My that Little Pony streamer got an invite to the players tour. Right. I uh, I would say that um, the least interesting to judges would be uh, Grand Prix Top 8s. I was actually going for Magic Online. Um, That's fair. Yeah. But but yeah, we could do do that too. But uh, so so Magic Online, uh, they will be uh, qualifier events for the, the Players Tour. We don't know anything else about what they'll be. Uh, pro- but, probably similar to 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 what they have now, but um, yeah, you're gonna be doing that from your your bedroom or your living room. Not um, particularly adjacent. Uh, no, and you know, you you probably don't have a judge handy. Well, I don't know if you listen to this podcast. Maybe you might um, <laughs> have a judge judge around the house. Um, but yeah, the next one is. What was what was that next one? Uh, Grand Prix uh, top eight winners or players with at least thirty nine match points at the end of an individual GP or top four teams or other teams with at least thirty six match points at the end of a team GP. Um, that doesn't s- super like Grand Prix will still Grand Prix will still look the same <laughs> as far as we know. Barring any additional announcements, um, otherwise a, a, a Grand Prix will will still look like a Grand Prix. Um, just the top eight gets some cool stuff. So the next one is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's the Premier Series. I think the Premier Series events have potential to be very interesting. They do. Okay, then let's. Uh, but we well, let's okay. talk about it anyway because yeah, sure, let's talk about it. It's it's very unknown. Um, okay. So right now, uh, 
they're, they, they've discussed premier series events um, and used something like the SCG tour as an example. It is a, an, a, an event series that is run by some tournament organizer um, that have, they offer invites. Um, yeah. uh, we don't know how many more they may be adding, what those will look like, but I think it opens the door for other sort of tournament series series yeah. to, to, to sprout up um, from various tournament organizers. Right. And I think that that may fill another gap of mid to large level events. Um, mm-hmm. If, if somebody can get something going um, and we, we really don't know what these are going to look like, but it's neat to have another opportunity of something that, is supported by by organized play does reward you by linking you back in with um the this segment of organized play so i don't know it seems yeah. neat do you do you remember several years ago scg their championship actually coming mm-hmm. with a pro tour invite yep so yeah this is this is great uh in the article they they say you know events like star city and then they go or the newly created latam magic series from Bizarre day, Bagda, bag day, um, and and then it says we will continue to expand partner events in 2020 and beyond. So they're going to be looking to have other events that can feed into uh, these these player tour events. And you know maybe you've got us us. You know I'm I'm thinking here. Uh, <laughs> you got your thinking hypothet- cap on. Yeah, I'm putting my thinking cap on. Maybe there's a store, you know, a, a, a chain that's got, you know, five or six or seven locations. And I'm, I'm speaking because I'm in Florida and I've got cool stuff. Um, and, you know, you just find a way to organize and have like a state wide series that feeds into feeds into it with a championship that that gets and gets an invite. You know, yeah, maybe? I, I, I don't know what what exactly is the avenue to your series being part of of this premier series event thing um but i think it's cool and i think it has the potential to to form relationships with new tournament organizers um and provide a different sort of out of store but not quite a grand prix experience right and right now it's just these aren't like adding new events because it's existing tournament series that are going on. Uh, but you know, one of, one of the things about, um, uh, store, store level events is, or, or organizers is you always want to have another step, another place to go. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you just watch, you know, magic players really want, if they win something, they want to be able to go to the next step. So now you actually might be able to work with wizards and create a tournament series that you know has a next has a much larger next step that that links back in with this this right. much larger scale structure right so there's definitely an opportunity uh for people with the right amount of money um, to be able to <laughs> right. set this up existing existing resources yeah we'll we'll say pre-existing capital resources so mhm Okay, so now let's let's talk about P- PTQs, players, tour qualifiers. Yeah, not pro tour qualifier. It's a player tour qualifier. Different thing. 
Yeah, not really. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> so we, these, I think, will be very comparable to the existing MCQ or old school PTQ. I, I want to make a... Pre-pre-PTQ. So, so we've been having to say for a while, MCQs are like old PTQs. And now we're going to have to say PTQs are like old MCQs. Oh, no. Yeah. You're right. Isn't it? Oh, back in my day, I remember when we had MCQs for all the six months. For one. Yeah, right. But they were here. May they rest in yep. peace in 2020. Um, but I, I, I do. I, their spirit will live on returning to PTQs. Um, there's still there's a minimum capacity for your location to have 128 people. You got to be able to have 128. Um, oh. And they. Like I said, they they start in 2020. So yeah. Now, one thing I was looking at, uh, there is a uh, prize, slightly different prize structure. Um, a travel provision to the winner is required for a PTQ. The store has to um do that. Hand wave them. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, <laughs> but it's okay. required. It's required. So I guess. It, it also says that these are not guaranteed for uh, stores in WPN Premium, so presumably the store is going to have to sign up to uh, give that travel award, but they are going to start, the events are going to start in January, and they made a big announcement uh, that Cryptic Command is going to be the promo, and if you go to one of those PTQs, you're going to get a Cryptic Command, boom, there you go. It's not, there's not a, a maximum number of promos. Yeah. Uh, no. Now, one, one thing that people might not, might not know about uh, uh, P- PTQ, like MCQs right now with the promos, mm-hmm. those things are so tightly controlled. Yeah. Uh, so if you have 100, let's say you have 131 players in your store and you're sent, you know, we'll say 200, 200 promos. You better be sending 69 promos back. I said 131, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause if you send back 68, you're going to get a phone call. <laughs> there will be some beef. Yeah. There, there will be some beef. Beef yes. will be had. There. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. So. so I don't, I don't think that players tour qualifiers are, um, I'm I'm happy they exist because I was happy that MCQs were around because I was happy that PPTQs were gone. Um, wait, did I say yes. that out loud? Um, you can shout it. <laughs> uh, but the I, I think it is a um, niche that is good to be filled, but I don't think it adds a whole lot to the judge experience as it exists right now. What PPTQs or P- MCQs? Players to her qualifiers, Brian. Oh, play the player. T- <laughs> I'm I'm old and stuck in my ways. I just started learning to call them MCQs. I understand. Well, I I do think so. So I love PTQs. Uh, I've head judged I think three of them already so far, and we've had you know staffs of of five, seven, and eight judges, 
it, uh, we've got some good old learning in there. We've had some good panic experience <laughs> that that didn't happen with PTQs because re- or PPTQs because realistically, if we're crashed during a PPTQ, if you really needed to run it on paper, you could you know you can make it work. Yeah, you could make it work. Um, but oh yeah, it was uh, it was one of the one of the one of the PTQ MCQs. We actually had to hold the printer. Like, like physically hold it? Yeah, we had to physically hold the printer in order to get it to print. Ooh, that's good. So set it down, it stops working. Pick it up, it starts working again. So it was hold the printer and print. Oh, my god! Get the pairings up, and now let's figure out what's Goodness. wrong with it. Goodness. <laughs> so uh, those things just didn't happen for uh, PBTQs. But there's something else now. This is where it gets super spicy. Uh, And also where we honestly don't know a whole lot about them, but WPN qualifiers, they're not super like anything that currently exists. WPN qualifier, a WPNQ? Mind your WPNQs. Oh. Um, (laughs) But they are a, they're similar most closely resemble the players tour qualifiers because they're run by individual stores um but they have multiple options for structure they don't have to be a single day event they can be a multi-day event with other events that feed into them so so let's just let's start out with they're guaranteed to wpn premium stores now, so that means there's there's three seasons per year. So that means if you are a WPN premium store, or you judge at a WPN premium store, they're gonna get three of these things a year if they so choose to have them. And I don't, I know that there's a lot of hoops to jump through to get WPN premium, um, but I imagine that there are some areas where there are there's more than one WN, WPN premium location. So in some areas, this this may lead to a lot of events. Yep. So there is, um, so they are guaranteed. They are guaranteed. Um, both the PTQ and the WPNQ uh, do not have uh, a Planeswalker point requirement. I, I don't know if you remember when they first announced MCQs. They were like, "Well, the first M- the the first MCQ is." Uh, isn't going to have any requirements, maybe the second one. But after that, we're going to require like 200 Planeswalker points. And I think what they realized is no, nobody nobody cared about that Planeswalker point that requirement. Was, that Just, was not a requirement. That was not right. That was ever relevant. Well, it, it was it was a good goal. OK, so mm-hmm. the, the goal behind it was to get players playing in FNMs and game days and stuff like that. But in reality, it's everyone just showed up. You know, you, you, you weren't, maybe you, maybe you weren't capping out or maybe you weren't, uh, you know, you weren't, I guess, weren't hitting the cap and no one, no one, no one was knowing how many Planeswalker points they had. Like, are you really going to turn away? You know, Billy shows up and wants to play and you go, okay, well, did you meet your 200 point threshold? Is it like you go take your driver's test and you need to have at least X number of hours of driving before you take your driving test? Right. (laughs) But no, but no one's pulling up your account somewhere to say, ah, I'm sorry, you only have 
198 planeswalker points. I'm sorry, my friend. Right. Oh, and I told because for our PTQs, what what Watsi did was they just sent a spreadsheet of everyone that qualified. And so when oh. they showed up, <laughs> right, you you they came up and you know it was like I'm you know Howard Johnson. You were like, okay, uh, what's your DCI number? And they'd give it to you and. You know, maybe if they looked a little sketchy, you'd be like, where'd you win at? Because it also had that. They also had this great thing where they would just have the DCA number and the name would be null, first name null, last name null. Ooh. Yeah. Because they didn't have an account set up or something? Well, they did. So what I think it was related (laughs) to, I don't know if you remember about two, three years ago when they kind of destroyed Judge Center and the, you know, all the account stuff Mm -hmm. happened. I I recall that. Yeah. Uh, I believe... People with a name of Null Null were people who never logged in and fixed their accounts. Didn't actually set up their... Right. Because, you know, they only gave two weeks to do it before it started becoming a thing. But anyway... At any rate. Th- anyway, I I made the comment several times to anyone at Watsi who would listen, is if you send me a spreadsheet for these MCQs of everyone with 200 or more Planeswalker points, I'm just letting everybody in. <laughs> I'm not checking it. We're just... Right. If that's my way of verifying this is an Excel spreadsheet and control F, you can... <laughs> Kiss control, this. You know, you can control F yourself. Um, oh, ooh, ooh. Do I need to edit that? I know. I like that. It was good. Okay, cool. We're leaving it in. <laughs> Doing it live. So, so okay. So the play, uh, player tour qualifiers... You're just telling them to go find themselves. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just some soul searching. Yeah. Um, now, it says that you can have preliminary inv- events for these up to four. And one of the points that it was made was, oh, well, maybe your store can't handle 128 players or 256 players, but it can handle 80. Cool. Well, you can actually run feeder events, you know, like two or three or up to four, it says. <laughs> Qualifier. So. WPNQQs. Yep. The WPN qualifier qualifier. Um, to qualify for the players tour, to qualify for the players tour finals. Right. So I, I kind of see the WPN qualifiers as as if you decide to have them as preliminary events, then they kind of work like little mini PPTQs, RPTQs. Yep, I agree. Or... You, but but all kind of compact and revolving around one store, um, or you could run it as a big single day event and have it be similar to a PTQ. Now the difference here is there are only thirty two promo cards to be provided. Okay, so not not pr- not like you get thirty two for your feeder, thirty two for the second. It is is total for your event, even if it is a multi day event. Right. So those are going to go to the ones that are actually playing in the WP and Q, like the real, not the feeder event, but the actual Q itself. Pro- probably the top 32, although they haven't said how those things would be distributed. These things are going to be able to start as early as October. Um, in the articles that came out this week, they were like, sign up now. So presumably details are going to be coming out soon. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you can apply for this now. It's like, oh, okay. There's no min or max capacity requirements. Uh, So I I guess in theory you could be like, well, I'm going to run four eight-person qualifier events and then 
have the top two in each play in my WP and Q. That's just a, a top eight combined of the top two from your four feeders. Yeah, it it looks like that's legit. It seems, yeah, no, I, but it but seems weird. It does seem weird, but but here's where here's where I'm I'm kind of excited. Okay, so we have MCQs which are bringing you know four to five to six judges together. These WP and Qs could do the same thing, or they could resemble uh, uh, PPTQs. Um, which are going to be either single or maybe, you know, like two judges, but every store gets them or every, every premium store. So when we, when we lost PPTQs, a lot of judges were saying like, well, I just, you know, I'm a comparable judge. I did PPTQs. I've now lost that. That, that was my thing. That was my thing. We've kind of picked that up a little bit. Yeah. I, I think this does a good job of, uh, letting, Allowing that flexibility based on your community. Um, if your community and your judges and your store really liked the PPTQ system, cool. This this will work for you. If yeah. you really and like you get that, all of them. Sorry. You, well, you, I, I, instead of instead of the PPTQs being spread out across a whole bunch of different stores, you could have them all yourself. You could just do several yeah. on your own, right? Right. Um, and there's four. And so you could have them over two weekends or all on the same day or however. Yeah. And I, I don't we don't know if there are additional stipulations placed on these yet at this point. But again, speculating on what what we know. Um, and if your store was like, oh, no, PPTQs are out. MCQs are in. They're still in. And um, while these are guaranteed to WPN premium, um even if you're not, you can apply for one, right? Or do you have uh, to be? No, it's it's this is I this is only so, WPN premium? I think so. Okay. I did not see where they made a big deal about it being guaranteed for WPN premium. Um oh, it says available to all WPN members. Yeah. Um what well, says it says okay so the article I'm looking at says not a WPN premium not WPN premium yet we've got you covered um you can apply for a WPN queue right now using this form uh so maybe you can maybe if you're not a premium store you can apply and maybe get one that's that's uh, how I interpreted it but I don't know maybe uh well let's 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 click on this form right here and see what you have uh, to log in. We're doing it ah. <laughs> well, well you okay, you keep your secrets Watson. Um, um but this is just here to again show that we we don't have all the details about these no, yet. I don't know this. Uh I do I do find so one one thing that's interesting. So now we know why uh, CFBE wasn't telling anybody what the the PTQ schedule for for GPS was going to be. Oh, was that a uh, thing? Uh, yeah. Well, people were getting kind of scared. Like, um, people were people were convinced that this was going to be the end of paper paper magic. You know, it's the the fact that Wizards hadn't released what was going on next year. Well, what, what schedule were we waiting on? Um, so for uh, Magic Fests. Uh, Channel Fireball hadn't been putting out any pr- uh, 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 pre-registration for PTQs. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Right. And 
n- now now we know and we can we can tell you know hey using um the judge announcements from last you know 2 weeks ago and how those kind of got kicked around and you know weren't able to say anything until wizards made their announcement channel uh, cfpe was probably in the exact same situation with the ptqs mm-hmm. absolutely yep F- fully believe it Yep. So uh tabletop uh magic as they're calling it is is not dying with the increase of prizes and stuff like that. It really looks like Watsy is is doubling down on it. Um Yeah, I I, I think having the additional esports focus makes sense, but I I do really like that we're not in this weird in between space anymore where it looks like, oh, they're they're focusing all this energy on esports and Tabletop magic is just going to get left behind. Well, I I think I I think so. Last year when Arena took off, they were really caught by surprise, and they kind of had this uh, panic. We need to capitalize on this giant wave of of excitement that Arena is unexpectedly generating, and so they threw a lot of focus in in that, and it and it you know scared people when when someone else. When mom starts liking your other, you know, your brother more than you, you're just going to like, hey, what about me? But I'm here, too. But I'm here, too. And it took it took uh, Wizards just a little bit more time to figure out. If you remember last year when they announced the Pro Tour schedule, they actually did announce regional Pro Tours. I don't remember which was, this. Right. Which was like a thing for like a month. Oh. And here we have regional Pro Tours. So... I, I really think that just the success of Arena just mm-hmm. took them by surprise and had a whole bunch of of panic. We need to fix things. Oh, and around the same time, uh, uh, you know, Jerry T decided to not go to was it Worlds? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, so they they kind of had a, a a whole bunch of scrambling to do, some stuff to figure out. They had they had to have a sitsy downsy and figure out some stuff. And uh, I I I don't know what this new world is going to look like. Um, but I think it is just sheer numbers wise going to have more opportunities for judges and more different opportunities for judges and the potential to build into, uh, even, even more stuff. So I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And, uh, talk to your, talk to your local stores, uh, about, if if you have a uh, premier pre- premier store or a premium sorry premium store or you have a store that maybe you think's just as good as one of them premium stores and they might be able to apply for this thing you know, go ahead and talk them into it uh, yeah it says on, be a good influence it says on, yeah it says on the uh, the w the WPN site that there's no cost for the WPNQs there is a TBA cost for the player torque for the pro the the ptq which seems a little weird yeah i'm but, curious what that is right but at the same time like if they're removing the max the uh the ceiling like right now it's capped at 228 if they remove that that cap um well i i, I get excited but at the same time one of the things that caused the death of the old school ptqs was getting 500 players <laughs> having entirely too many players right like that was that was a thing they they'd expect to have like 300 people players show up and then 500 would show up but fortunately you know this is 
five years later, six years later, uh, pre-registration technology has has improved to the point where that shouldn't happen. Um, you just set a cap what you can handle mm-hmm. and do it. But but yeah, if you think you can support three hundred players, do it. Cool. Yeah. Do you th- do your thing. Yep. Um. Yeah. I. I spent a lot of time today uh, going through the entire announcement and laying out notes for for this show and laying out notes for myself to just walk through it. Like every time I would scroll, start looking at something, be like, I have a question about this. Scroll down through to see if that gets answered somewhere else. Okay, go back down, back up to where I was. And I have, I feel like I have a much better grasp of what's going on with it now. <laughs> Yeah, look, looking over your notes, this is this is this is pretty good. Uh, when I was reading this thing when it came out, it was straight up like this is getting complicated, and I'm losing interest. <laughs> kind of complexity, and right? I, I don't want to. I don't want to be that person who's like, oh, this is, this is just so complicated. I don't have time to read it. It's one of those things that it's it's difficult to make an announcement about without. There being a lot of questions and everyone wanting answers for every single thing. Um, and I think that they tried to pack a lot into one announcement yeah. to try to give people as much information as they could. And I think that some things may have gotten tacked on as an, not an afterthought, but tacked on after a section had already been written. And so there wasn't necessarily as much mindfulness put into where in that announcement that it lived so it is they is a lot to read they've been working on this for a while because it is supposed to be released a bit ago um (laughs) well it's here now yeah uh one thing that was uh that i did not like about the article announcement was i think it, it tried to do two very distinct things and they stepped on each other one was it was trying to get you excited and hype up the new system. And the other was it was trying to explain it. And I think when you're trying to read like the bullet points of, you know, top 16 uh, uh, MPL players and the top four performers in the MPL gauntlet, you know, make the, you know, like what comprises the MPL. And then you get like little exciting blurbs that's supposed to be like, but wait, there's more. You're just like, no, just give me the list. Right. So so breaking it into here's all the information and here's all the, the cool stuff. Yeah. Give me a hype article and then give me just a bulleted list fact Mm -hmm. article. Um, Yep. They did, they did okay. They did okay. But Oh, looking at this thing on a mobile was just awful. Yeah, I, I waited to even look at it the first time until I could sit down at a computer with, you know, 15, 20 minutes and just read the whole thing. Um, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't help that, like, the first, the first like, if you're scrolling on a mobile, like, the first four screens is just flow charts. You're just like, oh. uh, Yeah, a bunch of, of, of uh, graphics. Yeah, it's like, oh, what is this? How, to, how HCE works? I don't get it. Oof, oof, oof. Too real? Too real. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's about all we got. Yeah, I think that's that's roughly it. Um, again, cautiously optimistic going into it. Is there anything else you want to bring up? No, nothing. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Brian, for being here. Thanks to all of you for listening to our much shorter than last week episode. Um, if you would like to check out more of our show, you can find our archives at judgecast.com. 
If you would like to reach out to us, um, you can find us on Twitter, at uh, JudgeCast on Twitter, on Facebook, facebook.com slash JudgeCast, or you can shoot us an email at JudgeCast at gmail.com. All of that being said, I'm Brogan King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prillman, and I keep adding cues to the end of my WPN <laughs> network QQ, QQQ. Don't Q-Q. cry, Ryan. Yeah, that's exactly. There's no tears in my WPN network.